Okay, with Gail Swift, the Whiskered Away is the the short animation film played the under five minute film festival. This is a Loyola. This is a student film from Loyal Loyal Marymount, right? Yes. Do you know that you're the second person from Loyola Marymount uh, University that I've talked to this week? Oh, really? Who else? Just another another gentleman who made an excellent film. So they must be doing something right there. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear. Yeah. So tell me, are you still in school now? Uh, no, I just graduated in May. Whiskered Away was my thesis film. Gotcha. And it's doing well. Like it's getting the festivals. It's uh, it's getting some 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 lot of showcases, I guess. Right. Yeah, it seems to be doing well. Um, we've screened at a few festivals so far and it's it's won a few awards. Um, so I'm I'm really proud of the positive reception that it's getting so far. It's really nice to be able to finally share it after working on it for almost a year. So it's a it's a 2D animation, right? Yes. Uh it's hand drawn animation in Kim Boom Harmony. Uh, I didn't use rigs. So it's about a cat that's kind of looking like the basic premise is that a cat's looking for a home, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a film at, at the beginning of the film the the main character, I, I call her Jinx, but uh she's not really named in the film. Yeah. But she she really is just lonely and she's looking for a sense of family or a community and it's sort of about her journey towards finding that so there's some good metaphors and themes in your films in the film. Yeah, I I really like the classic fairy tale format. Um and I kind of wanted to play it a bit more straight. Like I feel like um with a lot of fairy tale adaptations, there's um you know, people mix mix it up a lot, which is great. Like maybe having the villain of the story like the witch or the big bad wolf actually be the hero but uh in this case i really wanted it to be like a bit of a cautionary tale about um like how when you're lonely and you're looking for someone who can give you that sense of companionship they might be taking advantage of you yeah is there is there something like uh, where how did you get the seed of this idea? Is like uh, where did where did this 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 idea come from? Uh, honestly, it started with the cat character. Um, I was pitching ideas for a thesis film, and I drew the cat Jinx, and I pitched the character to the class, and everyone just loved the character so much that they really wanted to see me develop it. I had other film ideas too, but. Uh, my professor, um, he pulled me aside and he said, I really think you've got something with this cat because everyone just seems to really connect with her when they see her. Um, and so it became about like, what is her character and what does she want? And uh, I was sort of thinking, oh, um, she's a black cat. She's um, got a disability. She's missing an eye. And um, historically, uh, animals like that have a really difficult time being adopted mm -hmm. from shelters. Um, so I thought, oh, she's probably looking for a family. And then I thought, who would you think to see this cat with? And I thought, oh, a witch. And that's sort of the story came from there.
Gotcha. It's a great idea because it's it's a, like there's so many human metaphors to this cat, right? Where you're right when we're when you're lonely and you're vulnerable and you're scared, you're you're like you're 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 not in the the best uh, uh, emotional position to make decisions, and then you can get easily get taken advantage of, like this cat does, right? Yeah, yeah, but she does ultimately you know, realize that doing the right thing is going to feel better for her than living in a lie or living in suspicion that the same thing could end up happening to her one day when she sees the the child. Um, so, and ultimately it, uh, it comes back around and she ends up finding what she's looking for by helping someone else who is lonely and scared. Yeah, and then she's she becomes the hero. The cat becomes the hero, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there is it's a fantastic element of the film. It's like nice, it's a nice story. It's like a really nice story with like, like I said, simple in its concept and its theory, where it's like a cat's looking to find a home, but there's like yeah, it's layered with like themes and ideas and yeah, so really good job. It kind of stays with you the film. Thank you. Um, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, honestly, the story went through a lot of brainstorming when I was first starting out, figuring out what direction I wanted to go with. And I really tried to listen to people as I was pitching it and seeing what parts resonated. And um, and so I, I'm glad to hear that it seems like the message carries across because when like because I'm the director and the animator, so when I'm in it, I'm only, um, like, like sometimes I feel like I'm so in it that I don't know how it reads to someone who is completely outside of it. And that's why I love sharing it with people for the first time, because I feel like they always see something in it that, that maybe I don't even see, or I've seen so many times it's, um, like, I haven't seen it reflected back to me yet. Mm. And it's got a happy ending, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, unless you're unless you're really rooting for the witch. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think there's anybody rooting for the witch. It's like you, 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 you set up the cat so well that we want the cat to be happy and, and to and to get his family. That you know what I mean? Like that's what that's what we want. It's a five minute film, but it's 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 all there. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted the ending to feel satisfying. And considering its animation and how time-consuming the process is, I knew it couldn't be too long if I wanted to be able to finish it in two semesters. Um, so. And you did it. You finished it. So, but you have a I lot. Did. You had a lot of collaborators. You had a lot of people help. Was everybody who helped you out? All the other animators, colorists background artists, sound designers, Foley people, they're all from the school? Um, not all of them were from my school. Many of them were. The The majority of them were. Um, I got my sound design from, from other college students in other places, but um, it was really amazing that so many people wanted to be a part of the project and wanted to help me because I certainly couldn't have achieved it without them, at least not within 
the time frame of the thesis production mm-hmm. um and yeah i had i had a lot of help even from from seniors who had graduated from lmu the previous year and um and some of my classmates who were a year behind me they they helped a lot uh and i definitely appreciate all of their hard work um i like to think it was a fun production to work on i think um so tell me about the so the sound designer was what from what school uh let me make sure i've got this (laughs) right because (laughs) i have people from several different so his name was matthew right Yes, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, Matthew Ruda. Yeah. And he was amazing. He Because um, I was going to point out, it's a really solid sound design, so that's why I was curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up just to be sure. But um, he was amazing. He really sat with me, and he wanted to hear all about the themes of the film, and... Um, in the direction I wanted to take it, which I really appreciated because I'm I'm not a sound person. Um, it's definitely not my wheelhouse. And every time I have to, um, every time I have to do my own sound from scratch for a board, I die a little bit inside because um, it's like definitely just um, not something that yeah. I'm well versed in myself. Yeah. So so tell me like so this 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 the the so but but everybody else is like like you have like a ton of animators helping you out, but that's everybody those were all your kind of fellow students at school. Yeah. Yeah. I had um Nicole and Brandon were from they had just graduated themselves uh so they were alumni um i had ethan carter and janan who were um um juniors at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> they're currently seniors so they're in production on their own thesis um and i i even had some some background artists from outside like like just artist friends that I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, quite quite a few people, um, especially considering that the sophomores at LMU at the time and the other seniors, they're all working on their own films um, at the same time. Were you working on anybody else's film? Like, uh, like or? I did. Um, I helped during the storyboarding process. I helped board for a couple films that I'm I'm hoping will come through to completion. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I helped with some animation. Um, one of my classmates did a stop motion animated film. It's called Reggie and Neil by Andreas. Um, and it was really interesting for me to work on a stop motion film because mm-hmm. I had never really done that before. And, um, and, uh, he just sort of reached out and was like, Hey, I need help with this thing. Can you come in here and move the puppet for me? And, 
Uh, and that was a really great experience. It's something that I definitely feel like we missed out on during COVID because um, like my sophomore film production was during COVID and yeah. we really didn't get that kind of creative synergy that you get when you're all sharing a space and getting to see what everyone else is working on and how they might be addressing certain issues. Yeah. So the the, <laughs> the 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 Zoom calls didn't do its justice, I guess, right? Of the creativity? Well, no, because like even if you find the time to all be on a call together, like you can only share so many screens, you can only look at what so many people are doing. Um and it's not the same as being next to someone and looking over their shoulder and saying, Oh, I really like that. How are you doing that? Yeah. Or, hey, where's your project at? Is there something I can help you with really quickly? Yeah. Um that yeah, makes we all a lot kept of each sense. other. Yeah. We all kept each other going, I think. There were a few of us who were in the labs a lot for sure. I mean, well, basically everyone was in the labs a lot. And then, so the, the, there's a far cry from Guardians was your was your sophomore film, right? Yeah, yeah. Guardians. So then, so then, uh, I just before we get, I, I just want to ask about what you're doing now. But I'm curious about the mm -hmm. color template because it's a, there's a very it's a purple kind of uh, vibe, I guess, right? Your film. Oh yeah, um, Whiskered Away or Guardians? They're both pretty purple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um yeah for whiskered away the color um i i really like working with color um it's something that speaks to me a lot and so i was mostly going for contrasts i wanted the outside to feel very cold and the inside to feel very warm because the cat's on the outside and she wants to be on the inside but I also ran into the sort of technical challenge of outside couldn't be too dark because then you lost the cat. Um, yeah. Because she's black. And um, and so I settled on this sort of purple wintry color scheme because I felt like it conveyed cold, dark winter night without actually being so so dark that you lose the cat. And it contrasted well with the, like orange and yellow on the inside yeah 100 percent. so and in terms of like uh 2ds 2d something that you do you ever want to explore 3d animation yourself or um i'm definitely open to it i um i see the advantages in understanding both pipelines because i always feel like if you work on a project like you're responsible for your part, but you, my goal is always to understand how it fits into the whole project. Mm -hmm. And so I'm definitely interested in experimenting more with 3D. I, I definitely feel like my love is 2D animation. And actually my my goal right now is to become a storyboard artist and um, I think there's there's been, especially recently, some really interesting incorporation of 3D elements within storyboards, which are like largely 2D usually. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's definitely something that I'm interested in exploring and and seeing if I can push the boundaries of my work and also just know it so that um I like I feel like any knowledge that you have you can bring with you to each project and it just makes you a better a better artist. Yeah. So I want to go back to your your blog for a second because you were talking about uh we asked you like when you realized you wanted to make films and you said that it was Rat you watched Ratatouille. So you're mm-hmm. probably like six, I'm not gonna turn trying to age you, but you're like six, seven, you're just you're a child and you're watching Ratatouille. And you said you watched the extras, like the DVD extras, and then then you fell in love from there. Yeah. So I I am from San Diego. Um, but I have relatives in Los Angeles. And the drive from my house in San Diego to my relative's house in LA was exactly long enough to watch Ratatouille and the DVD extras. So thank God for the, the LA traffic, I guess, right? Uh, uh, I guess you could <laughs> say that. Um, but so, yeah, so I would watch Ratatouille, which I loved. And then I would watch all of the extra films, the little short extra um, my friend, the rat and the director's notes and the interviews. And I will, I would watch Brad Bird's storyboards. He yeah. has like an, an animatic of the beginning intro to the film, which they ended up cutting, but I would just watch that and they would explain, Oh, this is what we were thinking it would look like. And then it turned into something different. And I was thinking, wow, someone actually had to figure that out. Like it didn't just magically happen. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> like I want to to think about the story and make it into a film that moves and and make characters that people fall in love with. Like. I don't know. I fell in love with Remy the rat and I'm not a very good cook, but I still love the story. I don't know what you, but the DVD show, but I, I recently interviewed somebody who was an animator who worked on that film. Mm-hmm. And they said that Brad, they said they, they shot, they were doing like two months of not shot, but they were animating two months. And he, they, Brad Bird changed the whole film. He changed the whole concept of the film. I've heard that. I heard that there were major story revisions. Yeah. I believe that Chef Gusto was supposed to be alive originally, yeah. and then they changed it. Um, yeah, that that does tend to happen, and it's interesting to see like the many transformations, and and you end up wondering like, oh, what would it have been if someone went with option A as opposed to option B? Um, because the way they described it is that Brad Bird wanted, like he was, Remy was becoming human, right? So mm-hmm. in the beginning of the film, he's on four legs, like in a basic sense, he's on four legs. And then as the movie evolves, Remy is becoming, he goes on two legs. He's like, he's not, you know what I mean? He's becoming like a chef. He's becoming right. like a, like a full-fledged human in the film. Yeah. I think it's always really important to have, that trajectory in mind um 
Because I think in the ideal story, everything reinforces the trajectory of the protagonist's character. Um, and, like, I mean, Whiskered Away went through a lot of iterations, too, from the very beginning to figuring out the ending. But I feel like the character trajectory was always the same. It was always the cat is lonely and she wants a family and doesn't know how to achieve that and then at the end she she has to learn how to achieve that and um sort of even understand to herself what exactly she's looking for yeah um but it's also the cat does the right thing right it it, mm -hmm. it has integrity yeah it yeah like not not losing yourself in the pursuit of what you want yeah, it, it's, it's 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 got a uh this maybe this is just before your time, but it's got a Kermit the Frog mentality where like <laughs> Kermit always does the right thing. <laughs> so me so then but you then in the blog you, you said that the Princess Bot Bride is the one that you the, the film you've seen the most, which is you know, that's a that's an older film for you, right? That that's like that's something that that, I mean, it was before I was born. Yeah, long was... like long before you were born. So, <laughs> so tell me why? How did you get attached to that 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 film? Um, my family we watch it all the time. Okay, um, my parents love it, and we quote it all the time. All of the the amazing lines from that film. There are so many. Um, God. <laughs> It's just such. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't even describe it. But that that was the movie that we sat and we watched together, and we could see it, however many times, and it was still. It, it still hit its mark every time. It was still funny. It was still exciting. It was still heartwarming and dramatic. And. Uh, I feel like you just like fall in love with the characters every time and then they get their happy ending and you're happy for them every time. Yeah. Well, yeah, Will, William Goldman um, wrote that, that script and Rob, Rob Redner, of course, directed it, but he wrote William Goldman has written some fantastic books about storytelling and, and screenwriting. So, and so he's like, if you ever get a chance to read, some of his work because he he's he, I think he passed away like a couple years ago but he even the way he talks about Princess Bride getting made it's pretty it's pretty fantastic it's like it, it's a miracle movie in, in many regards yeah so yeah. you're on your way like so so basically but you're looking to get into like story like get it get it hired as a storyboard artist is that what your next first step is in the in the real world yeah um I think so that that is my current direction. I feel like like that's the part of the process that um that I just really want to get involved in, but I'm like I haven't really set foot in the industry proper yet, and there are so many things that I like about storytelling and the process of helping to create a film. Like, I think it is easily possible that I will end up trying something and loving it, but I don't even know what's out there yet. But 
yeah, my, my goal right now is to become a board artist. I think that it would teach me a lot. And, um, and I'm so curious how the process works. Like, I understand how it works for the short films that I've been working on, but mm -hmm. I would love to experience it in a studio. I'd love to experience it for TV or feature film. Um, and collaborating. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, collaborating with someone's vision, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I have done collaborations in the past, but I do feel like the the studio function is different and there's a lot more um there's a lot more different roles there's a lot more people generally involved and I just love I love talking to other artists also and and learning from them because I, I feel like every person who I who I've talked to in the industry has their own journey and their own advice and wealth of knowledge yeah and what did you think about the, uh, the art? We sent the audience to you with the audience feedback video. What did you think about what they had to say about Whisk Whiskered Away? Uh, it, it was just wonderful to hear everyone's feedback and to really feel like the film resonated emotionally. Um, there's always like something really special about sharing a film and having another person see it and um, sort of get a sense for how they're looking at it, like through their own eyes. And yeah, it, it was just great to hear like, like how much everyone loved the cat and um, what everyone thought of the message and the, the music and the, backgrounds and you know everything that that everyone helped me with that I was um that I put together into this one thing it, it's just yeah I really do appreciate getting that feedback especially with you know a, a mostly remote festival um it really is nice just to be able to hear and to have that knowledge like hey other real people have seen this and they really enjoyed it and they have things to say about it and thoughts about it mm -hmm. that's fantastic yes. yeah no it's a great film like i said i really i really enjoyed it and so it's like but not only is it well animated it's just like it's just like i said it's a really nice rich story so so uh i wish you the ultimate best you're in the right area so you're in the la area right so as you i know, am and yeah. uh did you so you were grow you grew up in you said you grew up in san diego in san diego yeah which is like probably the perfect city right so um, like you you're <laughs> maybe too close to it but in terms uh, of weather and, uh, peace and and, and and cleanliness and harmony there's nothing better than, than san diego mm -hmm. yeah not <laughs> not to be biased or anything but uh i do love san diego and um yeah, I think we're spoiled, especially the zoo. Yeah. I that was another thing I did from such a young age is go to the zoo and see all the animals and really inspired me to draw um lots of creatures and and yeah. 
that's how I ended up with this cat character. I remember I, I went there when I was 12 and I remember going uh, there and we had, we had like a hotel near the ocean. I remember thinking to myself, well, there's nothing better than this place. Like, it's like, who would like, who would ever leave San Diego? And then I remember <laughs> it was, it was it maybe it's not even uh, um, PC now to go, but I think there was like big sea world there. I think we went to a sea um, world, right? Sea world. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a universal San Diego experience. If yeah. you've lived, if you lived there during at least a certain period of time, you definitely went to SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. so hopefully they're treating the animals okay there. So. Yeah, well, um, I always think of, uh, well, two films when I think of San Diego. I think of Madagascar, the first one, where yeah. they wash up on the beach and they're like, huh, no cages, great weather. This must be the San Diego Zoo. Yeah. Uh, and then the second film I think of is the second Jurassic Park film where they send the Tyrannosaurus to San Diego yeah. um, for the zoo and it goes rampaging around. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably the most accurate representation of San Diego I've ever seen. It's funny. Because... I, I think of, I think of Anchorman. <laughs> well, you know, that if someone did manage to clone a T-Rex, San Diego would want it for the zoo. Yeah, 100%. So. Well, on that <laughs> note, congratulations. It seems like you said you're on your way. And uh, I know you do some freelancing work for uh, DC Comics, which is good for the resume. And uh, yeah, just uh, don't be a stranger. Hopefully, well, you can make some more animation films and we can talk again. Of course. Yeah. If there's ever any project and you think of me, by all means. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, let's talk soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Let's talk again soon. One, two, three, four, five, six.